0: Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better
1: video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com.
0: Oh, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech executive producer here at the IQ. And oh, yes, we have big news in the land of vidIQ. Did you know that we recently expanded our footprint here at vidIQ? That's right. What are you talking about, Viper? What I am talking about is that vidIQ is now available for TikTok. That's right. Let me repeat that for the people in the back. vidIQ is now available for TikTok. We have a vidIQ for TikTok app. You're like, Viper, what can I do with the vidIQ for TikTok app? Well, I'm glad you asked me. There are hundreds of curated playlists of trending songs and sounds on the vidIQ app. The cool thing about the app is that you can actually find trending sounds for your particular niche. So no matter what your niche is, whether it be tech, dance, cooking, commentary, whatever, Whatever your niche is, you can go to the vidIQ for TikTok app and find trending sound for your niche. We have global playlists for trending sounds out there. Not to mention that you can get personalized notifications on the latest trends. Not to mention that this vidIQ for TikTok app is available now on both iOS and Android. So go to your Google Play Store or your Apple App Store and type in vidIQ for TikTok. Use the app. And let me know what you think about it. And you can do that by tweeting at me at vidIQ. Make sure you're using the hashtag Tube talk so I can see how you are doing with the vidIQ for TikTok app. Also, our TikTok is now a part of our browser extension offering as well. So not only do we have vidIQ as a browser extension available for YouTube, it is now available on TikTok as well. Shows you some engagement stats, uh, different things like that. It's in the early days, so we're still developing it. But you can get some stats about your TikTok with the vidIQ extension on your Chrome browser. Speaking of tweeting at me, a few of y'all have been tweeting at the vidIQ account. So let me shout you all out real quick. First, we got Kobe Wrightson. He says, Love it like a hobby, treat it like a business. Two Talk Podcast has some serious hidden gems. I think he might have been talking about the episode that we recently had with Ed from Filmboo. Kobe, I appreciate you listening to the podcast, my dude. So thank you very much. I always hope that you guys can get some type of gym and hear things that will resonate with you on the podcast. So I'm glad that the podcast is giving you that value. So thank you, Kobe. Next up, we got Mock Nick who says, motivational figures don't do much for me, but damn, the end of episode. One of you could change your life from Tube Talk. Viper got me pumped to keep up the YouTube grind. Mock Nick, I am so happy to hear that you love that episode. That was one of my personal favorites to record as well, man. I love being able to share my experiences with you all and hopefully say something that resonates with you all and gets you to either start your journey or push on in your journey. Because the creator journey is such a rewarding experience, in my opinion. It has literally been the best journey of my life. I will not change it for the world. The only thing that I would say is, like all of us, I think, I wish I would have started earlier. We always say that. But it is definitely true with the creator journey, man. I'm just happy to be here on vidIQ, talking to you all of you all, having y'all listen to me, being able to interact with you all. And uh, I met a couple of you all at VidCon, which I'll get into here later in the podcast, but definitely appreciate y'all listening. So thank you, Mock Nick. So last we got Twisted Geek. Uh, he says, in between editing, filming, and more so after listening to that latest tube talk, I am checking over and updating some thumbnails and checking titles. Yes, yes. Check those thumbnails, check those titles, make sure that they are enticing enough for people to click on it. Here's a quick tip for you all. Whenever you're done making your video and you are done with your title and thumbnail, look at it and seriously ask yourself, would this be something I would click on? Would you yourself click on it? If the answer is yes, you're done. If the answer is no, though, you need to go back and rework it to a point where you can be comfortable enough to say to yourself, yes, this is something that I would click on. So if you can't click on your own stuff, why would anybody else want to click on your title and thumbnail if you yourself don't feel like it's click-worthy? So please ask yourself that question when you're done with the title in the thumbnail. Ask yourself, is this something that I myself would click on? And if you can answer that, yes, you understood the assignment. Which leads me into what I want to talk about on the podcast today. I just got back from L.A. Actually, I was in Anaheim last week, as I told you guys, for VidCon 2022. And today on the podcast, I want to talk about VidCon versus VidSummit because this is a question that I get a lot, but I was never really able to answer it with any brevity until today, because now I have experienced my first VidCon. I have been to two VidSummit conferences, but I had never been to a VidCon until last week. So now that I've been to both conferences, I could finally answer the question, Viper, tell us about VidCon versus VidSummit. So let me talk about my experience with VidCon. VidCon is a very big conference. It is huge. It is multiple buildings, huge. It is five miles of walking per day, huge, okay? In some aspects, it's huge for no reason, but it's huge. But with that size and scale, you get a lot. They have activity for families. they have activity for creators, they have people there from the industry. So there's a lot to do at VidCon. Mr. Beast had a giant gumball machine that looked like a skyscraper as soon as you got to the convention center. I mean, VidCon is massive. It's almost too massive. And that's one of my gripes with it, but it is massive. Also at VidCon, a lot of brands are present. A lot of them. A lot of brands that aren't at VidSummit are at VidCon. Like I saw Spotify there. I saw Amazon there. Rich Wallet was there, but I saw them at VidSummit as well. Just a lot of brands. VidSummit has a few brands, but not nearly the number of brands that you will find at VidCon. But there's a problem with this and the way that VidCon has this laid out. See, there are three tracks that you can go to at VidCon, right? They have the community track, which is for the fans, the families, and things like that. They have the creator track, which is for creators that want to hear from other creators and different things like that. And then they have the industry track where you can talk to heavy hitters at these brands and talk to their decision makers one-to-one directly. And each of these tracks costs a different amount of money to get into. The industry track is the most expensive track. My problem is that I, in my opinion, I feel like the creator track and the industry track should be merged. Why are we separating creator from the industry? Because creators want to talk to these industry people. And unless you paid a big buck to have that industry track access, we can't do that. There were some areas of VidCon that I did not have access to because I didn't have the right badge. And that is the other thing I would say about VidCon. Their security there was airtight. Like, they had event security all over the place. They had armed military personnel on deck, okay? VidCon does not mess around security. They didn't have armed guards. They had armed military in the building. I mean, these dudes had automatic rifles on deck, okay? They were not messing around. So you felt very safe at VidCon, which is cool because we know with the things that have been happening lately within the country, it's good to have that feeling of safety, especially at a large-scale event like VidCon, and they had security on deck. It was almost annoying. I lost my badge and I was trying to get it replaced, and they made me walk around the whole entire event just to get my badge replaced. I was annoyed, but I understood it because, again, security is security and you got to lock it down, and they locked it down very well. But this goes to my other graphic about VidCon. I feel like it's a little too big, it's a little too spread out. You got the community track in one building, you got the creator track in another building, and the industry track is in another building or whatever. Some of that stuff I feel like could be merged. And then you got like the YouTube section, like over yonder somewhere. I feel like VidCon is a lot of unnecessary walking. Now, if you are about getting those steps in, you will definitely get those steps in at VidCon. I track my steps because I wear my Apple Watch. I walk five miles a day easily at VidCon. Like some nine, 10, 11,000 steps per day easily at VidCon. The other cool thing about VidCon is that they have food trucks out there in the central area. So that was a pretty cool deal. Also, the location of VidCon is pretty ideal for families because it is literally a few blocks away from Disneyland. And we all know how we feel about the mouse. Actually, if you, uh, if you go to VidCon, you can literally kill two birds with one stone. You can go to VidCon and then take a side trip to Disneyland. It's literally like five minutes away from VidCon. So that's pretty cool. But VidCon is not for everybody. So having been to both now VidCon and Summit, I can say with absolute certainty that I'm a Summit man. I like Summit more. VidSummit is more intimate. There's no fans. It's all in pretty much one hotel lobby. I don't have to walk five miles a day. I feel like there are more people that I know at VidSummit than VidCon because VidCon, there was a lot of TikTok people there. And that's just me because I'm not a big TikTok person. Although I did recognize a couple of TikTokers that I watched. They were at VidCon. So I was kind of shocked about that. But there were TikTokers all over VidCon. And rightfully so because TikTok sponsored, they were the main sponsors of VidCon. And they were there. They were heavy hidden there at VidCon. But for me personally, obviously, I'm a YouTube creator. I mostly make my rounds and, and make my activities on YouTube. So Vince Summit is more of a YouTube-centric event, although you do have TikTokers and Instagrammers and everything like that at Vince Summit as well. But I feel like Vince Summit is more home to me because I know more people there. Now, oddly enough, I'm a tech content creator. And for the first time ever this past week, I met more tech creators than I've met in one setting in my life. I met a few of my tech content creator friends at VidCon. I met Mark M. Brownlee, MKBHD. He was there having a talk with Discord. I met him. I met iUpdate. I met Kevin the Tech Ninja. I met my man, John Rettinger. It's crazy because I really didn't expect to meet that many tech people at VidCon, but they were there. And there were other creators there at VidCon. But let me tell you all something. One of the coolest experiences that you will ever have as a creator is when you're at these conventions and one of your subscriber, viewer, fans, whatever, walks up to you because they recognize you and they tell you about how your content has impacted their life in some positive way. And that happened to me twice at VidCon this past week. Now, keep in mind, I'm not the biggest creator in the world. At my peak, my main channel has 6,000 subscribers, okay? So it's not like I'm a big creator in terms of subscriber count, but I've had multiple people recognize me at VidCon and stop me to tell me how they enjoy my content and how it impacted them in some positive way. And that made me feel good because as a creator, when people stop you and they, they go out of their way to stop you to let you know how your content has impacted them, it is a cool, cool thing. So shout out to the people that stopped me Shout out to everybody who came by the vidIQ booth at VidCon. It was good meeting you all in person. Always a cool experience. But again, I'm just more comfortable with VidSummit. VidCon, everybody's all over the place. It's hard to like track people down to VidCon because it's so big. At VidSummit, we're all in one place. It's more intimate. We're all in the same hotel, usually. Creators only. No fans. People are more accessible at VidSummit because again, they're easier to find. You have to walk five miles to track them down. Vid Summit, I feel like it's for the serious creator, because again, you got other like-minded individuals at Vid Summit, and the few industry people that are at Vid Summit, you can talk to them directly. You don't have to pay for a special track or anything like that. Although, Vid Summit is more expensive than VidCon, and that is by design to keep the fans out and all that stuff. But when you do go to Vid Summit and you do have access to the industry people that are there, that show up to Vid Summit, you have access to them directly. There's no industry track to split to that access. You have that. If they're there, you can talk to them at Vid Summit. So I like that. And because of the scale of VidCon, you can't have the, the hallway conversation that you can at Vid Summit. Like some of the hallway conversations that you hear or become a part of at Vid Summit, they pay for the ticket by themselves. They're that cool. They're that engrossing. And you learn a few things just by being outside of the keynotes and in the hallways of Vid Summit.
1: This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by VidIQ's channel audit tool, a sort of report card for how your YouTube channel has been performing. When you're in your YouTube studio, the channel audit tool can be found on the left-hand side once you've installed vidIQ on either your Chrome or Firefox browser. As long as you've authenticated your channel, clicking on channel audit will give you a bird's eye view of your videos from the last 30, 60, or even 90 days. I personally use this tool to look for patterns with my content. What types of videos are currently getting the most views per hour? Which videos drove a lot of viewers to subscribe? What types of videos are my competitors creating and how do mine compare? What are the search terms bringing people to my channel in the first place? And if this is sounding like a lot of questions, well, that's probably because I ask too many questions, but that's why I love this tool, because I can get answers to all of them and more. You can access the channel audit tool for free when you download the vidIQ extension at vidIQ.com.
0: One negative of this, some of those that is out by LAX, and it's not much really to do out by LAX. With Vidcom being in Anaheim, there's a lot more to do in Anaheim as far as Disneyland, the places that you can go to eat and different things like that. There's just a lot more to do in that area. Uh, LAX is kind of like a kind of barren, not much to do. I mean, you got a few places to eat, but not much. And you have no Disneyland out by LAX. You have the airport with the sounds of the airplane. So VidCon is definitely in the better location than VidSummit. But being at VidCon this year and living through it and, and working there made me that much more excited for VidSummit this year. And I have not said this publicly until now, but, uh, I will be at VidSummit in 2022, later this year in September, because I am going to be a part of VidSummit this year. I have been invited back to be MC of VidSummit for the second year in a row. So I will be one of the MCs at this year's VidSummit in Los Angeles in September. So if you're at VidSummit, come find me. I won't be hard to find. I'll be loud dude with the microphone in his hand. I will not be hard to find. So come find Viper. (laughs) But when it comes to differences between VidCon and VidSummit, it boils down to this. VidCon is a family fest. It's a family affair. You take your family there. You take your kids there to meet their favorite creators or possibly meet their favorite creators. Again, security is pretty tight at VidCon. So if the creator's not doing a, a meet and greet or not sticking around after their presentation to meet fans, you're probably not going to be able to meet the creator. But at least you have a chance. You have that opportunity at VidCon. It's so many activities there for kids. There's one activity that was kind of crazy. I didn't get a chance to do it myself, but some of my uh, friends and colleagues did it. So they had a whole like pit of very large stuffed animals. And you guys know when you're like at an amusement park, right? And you have that, they, the bin with like the, all the little different knickknacks in the bin and you can get them, but you have to use the claw to like grab the item that you want. And it may or may not grab the item depending on how functional the claw is on that day. Well, at VidCon, they had a big bin, but it was full of large stuffed animals. And the claw was you. Yes. You, the human being, was the claw because what they did was they strapped you into a harness and hoisted you up above the bin. And then they would lower you into the bin so you can grab whatever stuffed animal you want. It looked like some Tom Cruise Mission Impossible type stuff. It was pretty cool. I wish I would have had a chance to do it, but the line was always long. So I was not about to wait in that long line just to do that. Plus, that stuffed animal was huge. And I didn't feel like trying to figure out how to get that back home because the thing would not have fit in anybody's suitcase. I don't know how they got those stuffed animals home. If y'all know how they got them home, let me know. I think some of them had to use like some vacuum seal bags and something. I don't know. It was crazy. But them stuffed animals were like biggest little kids. So, But that was a cool thing, seeing people like being hoisted above the bin and being lowered into act as their own human claw to get their stuffed animal that they wanted. So that was pretty cool. And there are a lot of different things like that going on at um, VidCon. There was a lady uh, walking around the uh, vidIQ booth or she was in the area of the vidIQ booth screaming about having the chance to win $500. So she was trying to recruit people to like, I guess, download some app where they had the chance to win 500 bucks. So that was interesting. Rich Wallet was giving away wallets. If you were posting about them on social media, they gave away free wallets. So that was pretty cool. I think there was a bunch of other brands there like Filmora and Wondershare and different things like that. Discord was over there too. Discord had some weird type light booth thing, which was pretty awesome. So there was a lot of stuff going on at VidCon. And uh, like I said, Amazon was there giving away ring lights and uh, talking about Amazon Live. So, like, again, there's a lot of activities to be done at VidCon. I think there was a whole section outside of the hotel where you can go and do a YouTube short. They had a whole YouTube short section. So that's pretty cool. So, again, if it's about spending time with the family and having a family see and possibly meet their favorite creator. VidCon is where you want to be. But if you are serious about being a content creator and you want to do content creation full time and you want to be around like minded individuals who are about that content creation business and you want a family type atmosphere where we the creators are like a whole family, Summit is where you want to be. Again, VidCon is more cost efficient for the most part. Vid Summit is very expensive, but VidSummit is very expensive because it is trying to create that intimate atmosphere where only creators will come. Because you're not going to see too many fans spending over $1,000 to buy tickets to VidSummit. It just, it just doesn't happen. VidSummit is an event made by creators for creators to help creators. And the creator atmosphere at VidSummit is second to none. It is incredible. And again, this is just my opinion. There might be people out there that have gone to both that prefer VidCon over VidSummit. That's just not me. If you're a creator, here's what I'll say. If you're a creator wanting to do content creation full time and you're serious, you need to go to VidSummit at least once. I kind of feel like creators need to go to both of them at least once just to get a feel for which one is better for you. Because again, everything I'm saying on this podcast is personal opinion, it is Viper's opinion. But having been to both now, I definitely prefer VidSummit over VidCon. And again, if you're a creator trying to get tips and tricks and trying to get tips from your fellow creators, very successful creators that have been doing it for a while. That know what they're talking about, you want to go to Vid Summit. VidCon is a family fest, but there were creators there, uh, like my man John Ranger, who was telling his story. Mark Kepp was at VidCon uh doing a panel promoting Discord. So there are creators at VidCon telling their stories and doing that, some of that stuff as well, but it's a little bit harder to assess them because again, with VidCon security and all that stuff, they limit what you can do with that. And rightfully so. But those are my thoughts on VidCon versus Vin Summit. VidCon, big, massive event. According to my man, Roberto Blake, it was kind of a uh, smaller this year than it was in years past, but it's still big. Multiple buildings big. They they had it between like uh, hotels, convention centers, like it, it's big. A lot of walking around, a lot of TikTokers out there, a lot of fun was being had at VidCon for sure. But the main event is still coming in September, Summit. And the thing about Summit is that it is ran by Mr. Beast and Daryl E. Now, Mr. Beast was at VidCon. Uh, he did a talk at VidCon uh, as well. But Mr. Beast is a part owner of Vid Summit, <laughs> So you know Mr. Beast is going to be at Vid Summit. And if you want to actually talk to Mr. Beast, you will have a much better chance of actually talking to him one-to-one at Vid Summit than you would VidCon. But Mr. Beast will be there at VidSummit. There's going to be a bunch of creators there. The attendance list for Vid Summit has not been announced yet, but I know Daryl E's is planning it as we speak. And somehow he makes it better each and every year. So last year was a banger. So I can only imagine what VidSummit is going to be like this year. But again, like I got said earlier, I will be there as one of the MCs for the event. So if you're a creator and you were thinking about coming to VidSummit, I would highly recommend you make the trip. Again, it's expensive, but just within the first 15, 20 minutes of you being there, it will pay for itself with the knowledge that you will gain from being at VidSummit. Appreciate you all listening to the podcast this week. Thank you so much for those of y'all who tweeted at vidIQ. Thank you so much for those of y'all who listen each and every week. I love getting you guys some feedback. I love you how you all are loving the podcast and telling me that you're loving it. I appreciate it. Like I said, hopefully something I said today will resonate with you. Hopefully you now have a better idea of which conference is better for you, VidCon or VidSummit. Let me know what you thought about the podcast. Tweet at me at vidIQ. And again, your tweet could potentially be featured in a future episode of Tube Talk. Until next week, it's your boy Viper, Demand about tech. And thank you for listening to another episode of Tube Talk presented by VidIQ.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidiq.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous
0: episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.